Welcome back to 1923 Main Street. Home of the Daddy Daughter Disney Travel Podcast. We are your hosts. I am Mike Bellobratic. And I'm Amelia Bellobratic. And today, these are our top picks for experiences inside the Walt Disney World Parks. Yes, and you know, we're not just going to talk about attractions and rides, but, well, some of them are, as you'll see, but really we got to thinking sort of individual experiences. They may be a ride, they may not. So we're going to talk about some of those things and see if some of these are your favorites or if you have never visited before, please jot these down and bear them in mind or check the show notes because these are things we say are very cool experiences that uh, would be on our top 10 list sort of thing. Although there may be 12, I don't know. We didn't really count them. So let's dive in. And the first one I want to talk about is actually what gave me the idea because I was talking to a friend who had not experienced this experience and I think really didn't know what it was. Enchanted Tales with Belle. Enchanted Tales with Belle in Disney's Magic Kingdom Park. Do you like Enchanted Tales? Do you agree with me that this is a an experience you should really do? Well, you know, I do. I th- I think it's a I think it's an experience. It might be more for younger children. I disagree because I, think... I like it and I'll tell you why in yeah, a minute. Yeah, but you're a parent. No, but not even because of that. But I'll tell you why. I keep going. But it's not going to be as because they do they do pick you for parts in a show. I feel it's not going to be as fun if you're I don't know like a seventeen year old going alone, and they're well, not. Well, d- they're not going to pick you, right? No, but that's not all there is to it. Now let's well, let me let me describe what it is first. So if you haven't done Enchanted Tales with Belle, it is in what used to be called New Fantasyland. It's now just Fantasyland in. Right next to the castle, right next to Be Our Guest Dining to the left, if you're facing Be Our Guest. And it's really a cool experience because, and here's what I want to say, you don't have to really be a kid or feel like, oh, I don't love princesses to get a really cool experience out of this, assuming you like Disney. And I'm going to assume that because you're there. But when you go in, you enter through Maurice's cottage. So it's pretty cool to see the cottage all decked out. But one of the first and neatest parts of this attraction, it was really uh, novel when it opened, is what? The mirror. The magic mirror. So it's hard to even describe. And even capturing it on video doesn't do it justice. But you go on the ride. And before you enter into the secret chamber where the the main part of the show happens, you actually pass. There's a mirror you're looking at as a group. You go in in little small groups of, I don't know, 30, something like that. Might be more, but this mirror changes before your eyes, true Disney magic, into a doorway, and then you walk through it. So I think that is so cool. And this is even before you actually get into the show. So the premise of this whole thing is that it's, I think, there is it her birthday? I can't remember exactly what, but you're surprising Belle with a story. And you go through that magic mirror, and then they pick people to take part in the show. And our tip is now, what? Yeah. Now, I would just like to say the parts that they pick are not solely based on appearances. No, they're not. <laughs> and they, they do pick adults. In fact, Amelia yeah. and I have been picked to be in the show every single time. And but my I wife was seven. not. I was seven and, well. Five, maybe. Yeah, you were younger. I was quite little. <laughs> but still. As chosen to be the star of the whole production. But. Yes. So if you're chosen to be who? The beast. Do it because you will dance with Princess Belle. So don't it, worry. It doesn't mean you're ugly. 
So basically what happened, yeah, don't see the first time. <laughs> well, wh- who tells a five-year-old, okay, you can play the beast. The first time we did it. No five-year-old going, girl wants to hear that. I don't want to be the beast. And I'm going, you do, you do, you want to be the beast. <laughs> so Actually, I think you wanted to be the beast. I wanted you to be the beast so I could get good photos. <laughs> but um, basically, it's really cool because they pick people to be in the show. And if you're not picked, you're the audience. But you then go into this really, really nice sort of intimate theater room with a beautiful fireplace it's all decked out from beauty and the beast and then princess bell comes in and you're basically reading a story to her or being or acting out the story and as adults you get picked to be guards quite often yes that's such a intricate part yes well i'm i've mastered it now after being a guard multiple times so I know, I know the whole routine. And then there's little props involved. And it's a really, really just overall cool experience. I think it's underrated. I don't think people really get the multiple parts of it, but it's a real intimate live show type thing. Sort of, you know, I like the aerial one at Hollywood Studios, which might be going away, but this is far more intimate than that, right? Because you're involved Mm. and it's a much, 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 much smaller room. Yeah, but it's much more fun to be in the production than just yeah, watching it. Yeah, it's cool it. to get picked. But if you don't get picked, Especially you're going to get... Especially if you get picked to be, you know, the star. If you don't get picked, you will indeed get great photos. I guarantee you that. Did I get the Beast twice? No. You got... I mm. uh, forget who you got the next time. So that's a, that's a one oh, experience. Shit. That's Oh, yeah, Chip. That's one experience that I definitely recommend. I'm adorable. Now, the next one is a ride. And it's one of your favorites. One of... Is it the favorite for yes. you? Yes. In fact, I have an entire list, but we'll get into that later. Flight of Passage. So Flight of Passage is a definite experience. Yes, this one may seem obvious, but if you haven't been before and you're wondering about it, it still stands up as very unique, right? It's a very unique ride. If you have motion sickness issues, probably want to avoid it. Really? Yeah, I would say. But other than that, Definitely the so cool. The sort of tech behind it. It's still relatively new. It's only a few years old or maybe longer. Time flies when you go a lot, but it's definitely worth doing. And it is a one of our favorite experiences inside the parks, which is this whole episode. So definitely consider Flight of Passage in Disney's Animal Kingdom Park in Pandora. We'll come back to Pandora in a bit. We're gonna compare it to something else. The next one on our list. One of my personal favorites. Dining in Cinderella's Castle. Dining in Cinderella Castle. And this, you know, especially if you have kids and anyone who loves the Cinderella story, forget for a moment that it's Cinderella's royal table and you like the food, you don't like the food, whatever it is. Personally, we love the food. We've been there. It's delicious. I don't know, 10 or 15 times at least. Wow, that's quite a lot. And we've been there for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. We like the food. We always have. They've changed the menu. Still good. We've been first family, as we talked about in recent episodes and And all that. And boy, is that an experience. But forgetting all that, forget it is a restaurant, but if you have never been, you know, everybody looks at the castle. It's this icon. The magic of actually going into it, coming through that door, meeting Cinderella, going up that spiral staircase. It'd be even more magical to stay in the castle suite. Yeah. Well, this is ones you can experience on any Disney vacation. So dining in there and being inside the castle in that dining room is really a cool experience, you know, not one that everybody does. So if you're wondering about it, I highly recommend 
just for the fact that you're actually inside Cinderella Castle doing something, not just walking through, but sitting yeah. down, meeting princesses, looking around, and all the stuff that goes on yeah, during the meal. Yeah, it's quite cool. Yeah, I mean, I, I want to go back next time we go again. We haven't been there for, well, the last year, certainly. <laughs> but it's definitely one that we recommend. The next one, another obvious one, but definitely do it in Disney's Magic Kingdom Really? Park. Even you're recommending even it? Even I am, and even though it's not my favorite of the series of these. Happily Ever After. The Happily Ever After Nighttime Spectacular Show. Fireworks, projections, and lasers or whatever else they have going on there. And the song. That song now, is Amelia's, so amazing. Amelia said even me because I do still miss Wishes. I find it to be the show with the most heart they've ever had. It had a great story and so on, but it is gone now. It forever lives on on my CD, (laughs) which is now digitized. Uh, (laughs) Yes, CD. Imagine that. But Happily Ever After, definitely, if you're there, experience it at least once in the park, in the hub. If you can get a dessert package and get the special (laughs) seating, whatever it is. But it is worth seeing. And You know, it's obviously best if you're facing the castle, but another spot if you just want to hear the music and see it from a different angle. Is the bungalows. No, no, (laughs) in the park is uh, in Tomorrowland. Oh, yeah. It's a bit of a a weird angle, but I like watching from there because I've seen it. Then you don't have to see the projections. And it's not, well, you see some of them, but not, of course, as clear, but it's no, it's not crowded. So behind the castle is another good spot, but it's also very busy. But if you've never seen it, it's worth the time and to wait to see it from the front. Or it's worth the cost, in my opinion, to get a dessert package and get that little VIP. Do the grass one, not the Tomorrowland Terrace one, I would recommend. So Happily Ever After Fireworks, definitely an experience in the parks to see. Now we're going to hop on over to Epcot for our first of a couple there. I think you made the mistake. We're going to soar on over to Epcot. Do you agree that soaring is a good experience? I don't know if I would call it an experience, but it's definitely cool. So I've sort of taken these from the, well, I was going to say from the first time, but we go on them multiple times and it is still, you know, it's still pretty cool when the music comes on, you're strapped in and it starts to rise. Again, we can nitpick at the angles and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, the feet. I've always wanted to be in the first row. Rarely ever happens. But then you're at the top of the screen, you see more of the curve, but... Forgetting forgetting all our nitpicking as frequent visitors, it, it still stands up, and it's been there for a long time. Yeah, that's true. It's quite an old ride. Yeah. I, I wish they could sort of modernize the tech a little bit more to get rid of some of those issues we think about, but it is still definitely a very cool experience, pretty unique to compared to other parks, still stands up to this day, so Soren definitely. And then another one that's been around for a long time, next on our list, which I still feel for one specific reason for this one. And I'm talking about... Expedition Everest. Expedition Everest, back over at Animal Kingdom. And back you are right, it goes backwards. It goes backwards. And that is the main reason. I'll never forget... When you tricked my mom. (laughs) When I tricked mommy, (laughs) yes. She had never been on it. You know, I'd, I'd gone a lot, obviously, before we met and all that sort of stuff. And I remember... I, Amelia was very, very young, so we were was doing... Not we were tall doing, enough to ride. We were doing rider swaps, so I went first, and then I waited with Amelia, and Aaron had never been on it, and I did not tell her it goes backwards, and she didn't know, because she what doesn't watch surprise. Mustard Disney. <laughs> 
as much as we do in the room. So she, yeah, so she got the full effect of what is happening here. And is it going to be like this for the full ride and all that sort of stuff. So it, if you like coasters, again, because of that part, if you have any motion sickness, like if you're very sensitive, I would probably shy away from it. Because when you're going backwards, there is a second where it feels like you're going to loop upside down backwards. Actually, no, it feels like you do go upside down. Yeah. Because you go, well, you're going backwards and it feels like you're going. It's a very strange sensation, but it's not bad. So if you've been to Disneyland Paris and you've been on that Indiana Indiana Jones coaster. Indiana. Indiana Jones coaster that goes backwards. You mean that, oh, that is. That is a horrible ride. That is probably the worst ride in any disney park really yeah. i was getting well then obviously well, no the you remember the coaster goes backwards and it's yeah. got a really tight loop backwards too so that is a thrill ride it goes forwards now but there was a time when they ran it backwards for a year so uh did uh, anyway. i go on it when it ran backwards i don't think so but anyway been fun i digress so <laughs> <laughs> definitely the experience you know it's a great coaster Expedition Everest, but the backwards element is why I put it on this list for a really cool experience. And speaking of losing your stomach, the next item on our list is... One of my (laughs) all-time classic favorites, and this is a park. Well, sure. It's It's Summit Plummet. In a water park, so I put it on this list. (laughs) Summit Plummet at Blizzard Beach Water Park. This is an experience. At one time, it was, I think, the steepest water slide in the world. Yes, with a lovely hour-long wait each time you'd like to ride. It's not anymore, but it is still one of the most scary. I still say to this day, this is the scariest ride at Walt Disney World. I've said it before. I'll say it again till something, till our vilified coasters in the villains part comes. (laughs) But when you're sitting on top Summit Plummet and... You know, you're getting ready to go. You go one by one down this water slide and you have to push out. There's a little bar like in a parking garage and then they raise it when you can go. But you have to sort of nudge yourself out and it's a pretty steep drop. And there is that split second where you're pushing yourself out and you think, oh my gosh, I'm going to fall right off this thing to my demise. But, but it's safe. But then your body tilts and boom, there you go, 60 miles an hour, whatever it does, straight down. And it's. But, but you're not pushing yourself off. You have to push yourself out. Well, yeah, but you're not pushing no. yourself to your death. But it feels like it. And for me. <laughs> but, e- but you're not, which is the most important Correct, part. Correct, you're not. <laughs> and you know, it's over in a second because it's so fast. It's straight down, it's done. And for me, it's not even the ride. In fact, I. I it goes so fast you can't even think about the ride. For me, the scary part is that split second right at the top as you're getting pushing yourself to go. So that is an experience. If you like thrill rides and water, you must do Summit Plummet. Trust me, you will love it. It is <laughs> You'll be scared at the top. Don't wimp out. There's a lot of people who take that exit rail from the top, and sometimes that slows the ride down. But they really try to keep it moving, so you're in or you're out. It's also a great view from the top, except it shows one of the Imagineering faux pas. You'll see it when you're up there. So Summit Plummet, uh, you know, one of my highly recommended ones. These okay, are not that, in order. That this is might an experience. Be, they might be near the top of my list if I was putting these in order. Yeah, well, we'll have you do that later. Don't you worry. Next up is another thrill. This is, well, not the whole ride, but the beginning. The whole ride's Ro- good. It's sort of like. Yeah. But of this- what? Is the beginning of Rock and Roller Coaster. Yes. It's sort of like what I just said with Summit Plummet, right? There's that 
No. No, well, I mean, in terms of it's the few seconds at the very start that is worth the experience because it goes from zero to 60 in a couple oh, yeah. of seconds. When you Five, take off. Four. Yeah. And you know what? There, this ride at any time is going to be reimagined. There's no question. They've already done it in Disneyland Paris. The contract with Aerosmith has run out years ago. So hopefully whatever they change it to, they will maintain that start. I think they will because you can get the same experience in Disney California Adventure Park at what was California Screamin'. Oh, and is now the Incredicoaster. At the Incredicoaster. Which Same Which personally beginning. is my favorite ride ever in all of Disney. Yes, so if you're listening from the West Coast, when Disneyland reopens and you want that experience, you will head to the Incredicoaster. Yeah, that's true. So we, what will Rock and Roller Coaster be reimagined as? I guess we'll just have to yeah. wait and see. Will it even be music anymore? Who knows? It but better be. I'm betting that even if it weren't for COVID, they might have announced this already because I think it's that close, that Rock and Roller Coaster. But whatever it is. No, I want to go on it again. Well, whatever I they. I like rockin'. You, yeah, but do you just like the ride? No, I like the theme. Because if you think of Incredicoaster... They, they actually made it better. They did not change the track at all, but they added a story. They put more screen tunnels in there. Yeah. yeah. Well, you said you like it better. You oh, said did you I like, say that on the record? Yes, you said on the record oh, you like Incredicoaster better than, well, than you like California Screaming. Well, that was one in a million, and we're just going to forget about the fact that I also liked Guardians better than the original TOT. Yes. So, we're just going to forget all about those examples. So even if Rock and Roller Coaster does get reimagined and is whether it's a band music theme or not, uh, it probably won't be because it's Hollywood Studios. I think they'll Disneyfy it. Like well, yeah, but they could make it a Disney movie with music. Yeah, they could. Make Disney it, has lots. They of could make it the songs. Zootopia train or any where. What What's a recent Disney film where they're escaping quickly somewhere? Anyway. Mm-hmm. It is Hollywood, so... We'll see. We'll see what it is. But that I'm assuming that beginning thrill is going to stay, and that's why it's in this episode. The next one I want to talk about as we go through our top parks experiences is not a ride at all. In fact, it's a big place. In fact, it's almost like a park. A park is kind of like this experience. It is a park within a park. Yes. I think it technically is a park within a park. This is World Showcase. World Showcase at Epcot. And I've said before, and I keep saying it, and I, I just got to find the time to actually do it. <laughs> As I tell you, the experience of World Showcase, walking around all those countries... With, just you have to walk all the way to the other side to get to Germany. Yeah, but you know, you just like the caramels. But, They're delicious. You know, for every one of those countries with the food, the culture, the you it's know, the so shopping. It's so authentic. It's so authentic and it, and all the treats and snacks and food and quick service and table service and culture. There's everything there plus the amazing festivals. So we're, and I'll, and I think I've told this story before, but when Epcot first opened and my dad was telling us how Epcot was going to be all science, that is, you know, the future world part, was the future world part. Now, and then there was World Showcase. And I remember I was, what, I forget how old I was when that opened, 16 or 17 or something like that. When, it, But I thought I would hate World Showcase. And I actually remember, and I don't know if I ever admitted it, but I remember thinking that I actually like this way more than I thought I would. So even as a teen, I thought it was pretty cool that all those countries were sort of set up authentically like that. And, you know, with little shops and stuff from each place. And most importantly, Germany. 
Yes, the caramels of Germany. Well, if you're walking all that way around the park, you might as well get some caramel. Yeah. Well, there's other good stuff there too, including mm. adult snacks and treats. And now there's some I would permanent not know barbecue. About this. The smokehouse used to be temporary, but now it's a permanent fixture. So Which I, I think is a good move on Disney's part. Yes, I agree with that too. So definitely experience World Showcase. Take the time to enjoy it. Set aside the time if you're planning a trip. And if you haven't already, if you're like me, then... Make that commitment to just, I wish I just had an afternoon with nothing booked, just to chill. And I don't know how we don't. For all the times we go, three weeks a year, and I can't find a half day to spend at World Showcase. Every so I gotta, time I get a passport, do I ever fill it? No. I think next time we not. stay at Beach Club, I got to do this. I finish my passport. Your World Showcase passport? Yes. For once, I would like to finish it. The kid caught one, you mean? Yes, yeah. the kid caught one. Because there's also a other... A, Another passport. Is it still there? There was a passport you could get stamped from all the countries, like an adult one. Looked like a passport. Anyway, World Showcase. Great. Now, we were talking about earlier Flight of Passage, and that is in Pandora. Yes, in Animal true. Kingdom. But our next one actually is a land worth visiting and is a true experience, whether or not you are a fan of Galaxy's Edge and Star Wars. So, is Galaxy's Edge. But it's immersive, right? Because, I mean, they had to make it less immersive because people were complaining. But they're, the cast members, they're all in costume. And it's really, it, you don't feel like you're in a Disney park. You feel like you're on a movie set. Yeah, I would argue it's, it is the most immersive of any Disneyland. And what Amelia was talking about, not Disneyland, but <laughs> any I land mean, Disney of Disney. place. Although the one in Disneyland is just as good. And what Amelia was talking about, I don't know if you know this, but when it first opened... The menus were all written. Everything, it was so immersive, and it was their most immersive land that guests, eh, whining guests, I have to say, <sighs> whining guests started complaining, oh, I don't understand what this is on the menu, or where's the washrooms? And I remember, it says restroom in a sort of weird uh, future, you know, Star Warsy font, but the cast was so immersive that if you asked, they'd say, I'm not... I'm not familiar with what you're... Do you mean the refreshers? And things like that. And then people would complain that they just... You, you know what they mean. So like, you, they, you know, they speak English. They know what you're saying. And they're giving you the alternative. Just take the advice, people. Yeah, they were so in their immersive cast mode that that's how they responded. And then all these guests started complaining, so they changed it. And, you, you know what they mean. It's not an indecipherable code. This like, is my, Yeah, this is my rant. You can't love Disney for its immersive nature and then complain when it's immersive. And it wasn't ridiculously immersive, like you didn't know what they were talking about. So there's a bunch of those in any crowd. We're still speaking English. Here's my rant for episode 60. <laughs> but still, that, that just shows... So they did change some of that. They backed off a wee bit, which I didn't like because it was... But it, but it's still super, yeah. super immersive. And we're not even getting into the experiences like Rise of the Resistance, yeah. which which is an experience... Of its own. Within an experience. But I put the whole thing on the list because... It's an experience within an experience of a park within a park. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's right. But here's the difference. And Remember when we were talking about Flight of Passage, we yes. just singled out the attraction itself and not Pandora because okay. my feelings are let me see if you agree or, or not even though Pandora is cool 
it's really not a land. Like, there's really nothing there, right? Well, it's it's sort of land, but I understand why Galaxy's Edge is so much better because it is. They're both based on film series, right? But no, no one can possibly argue that Avatar is anywhere near as popular as Star Wars. Well, not for even one, that. I... For one, it's not a saga, right? There's many more well, fans. Well, hang on. There's three or four more coming out. It It's currently not a saga. Right. When the land was built, it's not a saga. Maybe they'll improve it when the new movies come out. We don't know. But Star Wars, it's just, there's more feel. It's, it's a classic, right? Everyone knows about Star Wars. Like... Yeah, whether or not, that's a good point, whether yeah. or not you're a Star Wars fan. Everyone knows yeah. it exists. Actually, that's it's a, much more popular, So they pro- and there's more to work with. That, yeah, that's a too. fair point. That's Those are right. all good points, and they all really lead up for me. Like I like I like Pandora. I don't yeah. like that they took away Camp Mini Mickey to build it, but it's pretty small, really, right? There's the two rides, yeah. there's the shop, and then there's the restaurant, which we're going to get into in next week's episode. But then again, it... It's also not mainly Epcot's nature. I mean, sorry, uh, Animal Kingdom's nature. So I feel that they kind of just tried to put that in there as not to take away from the main, you know, like cultural theme that is Animal Kingdom. Yeah, technically it should have been in Hollywood, but yeah, whatever. Hollywood. So you know, I like Pandora. Don't get me wrong, but it's it it is. I would never say visit Pandora. So let me put it this way. I would never say you could visit Pandora, not go any on any attractions, and still find it really cool. Galaxy's Edge is the opposite. Yeah. You can go to Galaxy's Edge just to walk around, and there's so much there yeah. to see and appreciate without ever going on an attraction or even going into Oga's Cantina that it's worth it. Oh, that blue milk. Yeah, so Galaxy's Edge, that's why we kept it as a whole, but there are definitely experiences within experiences. Mm-hmm. Now, you... Wanted to add one from the kids' point of view, especially. Yeah, well, although, is... I guess some adults would do it as well. Yeah, I would do this. As, I mean, I'm not an adult, but if I were, I think I'd still do this. This is probably more likely that girls would do this, but it's like... Well, you're going to need long hair to do it. Well, no. It would just be much cheaper if you had short hair. But it's a hair wrap. So basically, you take like a strand of your hair and they take thread and they just like wrap it around. It's, it's hard to explain. Well, I think, and this is, there's a few of them, but the one we're talking about is in Animal Kingdom. So this is this experience in the park because Animal Kingdom sort of tribal feel. It's a really cool place to do it. I think it's sort of close to on your way to Pandora. I mean, the the day I got my hair wrap was literally the best day of my life. Yeah, Amelia had wanted one of these I mean, not solely because of that, but. So I would say that if you have a child, a daughter, son, or somebody with long hair, who wants to do, or you yourself, yeah. you want to do it. Amelia highly recommends it. I mean, it's... Uh, <laughs> you get to pick It's your, much more expensive the longer your hair is. It's super expensive. Okay, but at the time, my hair was incredibly long. Well, maybe not. I think it was $60 or maybe more. It wasn't cheap. I forget now exactly, but it was. it's not cheap. I'll it's, put it that way. Yeah, but it's priced per inches or centimeters or whatever and of also, your hair. And also, you can choose... Like different colors, different little beads. Yeah, it's pretty neat. And I have endings. to say, they do a great job. It's really fun. It takes a while. The so cast just, member we had was super nice, yeah, too. They're, so just, it's a really neat, the point is of this episode, experiences you might not think about. So if that applies to you, it's definitely worth doing and do it at Animal Kingdom, like not Disney Springs, where it's sort of meaningless. Yeah. When you do it at Animal Kingdom, you're surrounded by that feel and there's sort of a different vibe to the whole thing. So. <laughs> Amelia you wanted to add those hair ties or hair wraps or whatever you want to call them. This is true. Pretty cool experience. And then I'm going to add one more 
Before we sign off for this week, it's seasonal. This isn't something you can do. This is something Disney does. Just but but you can be watch. there. You can it. be there, but it's not. It's it's a bit different. Why don't you explain it? It's seasonal, and for me, you know, all of these things when we were thinking of this was sort of magical experiences. So they all have an element of magic or thrill that that is pure Disney to them. And this is snow falling on Main Street at Christmas time. If you go to the Christmas party or at night when you're walking out, and it's usually cool in Florida at night, and they start shooting the snow sort of over the top of the buildings at night on Main Street, USA. Which I mean, if you're from a place where it actually snows and you're in California, in Florida. In Florida at Christmas, that's pretty it's awesome. It's pretty cool. And it is a Even real... Even if you've never that, seen yeah, snow. Yeah, that Disney magical snow that falls is pretty neat. So it is definitely an experience. If you're there at that time, just hang around and be sure you experience snow falling on yeah, Main it's Street. It's pretty cool. In the Magic Kingdom. A definitely a cool experience. So we hope you enjoyed this episode and thinking of some of our favorite experiences inside the parks. Tell us what some of yours are. Not just rides, but sort of cool individual experiences. We didn't do things that you have to pay extra for other than the uh, hair ties. And Cinderella's And the dining, table. yeah. But we didn't do tours is sort of yeah. what I was getting at. Those are cool experiences We didn't do things that are too. too, too expensive. Yeah, we've talked about tours in past episodes. But just some really cool things to be aware of, whether you've done them or not, or it's, if it's your first time, definitely jot these down and make sure you do some of them because they're very cool experiences and they just really heighten that Disney magic. Yeah. Oh, we it. can't wait to get back to that Disney magic. Yeah, they make it all the more memorable. All the more memorable, magical, and true pixie dust, as they say. Yeah. All right, everyone. We hope you enjoyed episode 60. Yeah, this is our 1923 Main Street, our 60th episode. Yeah, we're having a lot of fun doing it. We love the feedback. We love your comments. So thank you so much for sharing with us. Send us show ideas if you want. Join us on social media everywhere at 1923 Main Street. Pop by our Redbubble shop too, 1923mainstreet.redbubble.com, which helps to support the show. So thanks again for listening. We hope to see you again next week and have a magical day. Bye-bye.